The Holy Gospel according to St. John. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do not ask this on do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, today we celebrate that we have a sovereign. Wait a minute. We live in the United States. We don't have a king. We don't have a queen. Or do we? King of kings and Lord of lords, Alpha and Omega, bold claims. As we finish our church year, Christ the King Sunday is the capstone, sums it all up. And this claim that Jesus is the Lord of Lords, is our sovereign, comes to us in that event of Easter, where we all boldly proclaim, Christ is risen. When we say that, we are saying that Jesus is indeed the sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And we get at that concept today by listening in to a conversation Jesus had with Pontius Pilate. While Pontius Pilate had him, his fate in Jesus' hands, this governor, this leader of Judea, who seemed to have all the control and power, with one weak, helpless standing before him, my kingdom is not of this world, you see, Jesus said to Pilate. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered, be delivered over to the Judeans. But my kingdom is not from here or not of this world. Now, sometimes we've mistaken this to say that it's just purely a spiritual kingdom. It is a spiritual kingdom, but it's certainly a kingdom that has everything to do with every day, every moment of our lives. But it is different. Right away, we get a clue that power, what human beings think is power, is ultimately mistaken. For this purpose, I was born. Well, and then Jesus says, well, you say that I'm a king. It's kind of like, does he agree? Does he not agree? He says, fine, now let's get on to the more important stuff. For this purpose, I was born, and for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Say, bear witness. 
Jesus' whole purpose, his kingship, his sovereignty, is about bearing witness to the truth. Now, when you bear witness, you preach, you testify. That's what the word witness means. You do what I'm doing right now. You preach, you proclaim. Jesus came to proclaim the truth. Everyone, and then he says, everyone who is of the truth, who's of this kingdom, who's of this reign, listens to his voice. So Jesus' power, his reign, comes in a preaching and a word, and everyone who's a part of his kingdom listens. And Pilate says, what is truth? One of the best questions in the entire Bible. What is truth? It's a perfect question for us in our modern world 2,000 years later. Because people are searching for the truth. Whether or not they know it or not, they every day wake up and are looking for the truth. Well, what is truth? Pilate says. Well, biblically, if you look at the Hebrew, the Jewish notion of truth, it is being dependable. The truth is you can bank on it. It's solid. It's firm. There's a foundation. That's the Hebrew word for truth. It is sure. Are people not looking for what is solid, for what is sure today? I.e., they're looking for certainty. And I've rarely been as excited as I am to preach today. I know that should scare you because sometimes I get kind of excited. So, you know, get, you know like some of you are going, ah, let's, let's get out of here. <laughs> because I am going to give you today certainty. I'm going to give you what everyone in the entire world is looking for. I remember in my social ethics class, my professor, Ann Johnson, way back in college, asked the whole, the whole class, well, give me an absolute. What's something that's absolute? What's something that's certain? Crickets. No one had the guts to say anything, so she said, evidently, the only certainty is that there is no certainty. The only thing certain, what I, I had somebody say that to me in a funeral recently. I don't... They said, uh, well, the only thing certain is death and, yeah, right, there you go. I think we are in a crisis of truth and certainty. I think people are adrift, running after one thing after another to find something that you can bank on. Well, let's go to the Internet. I like TED Talks, some of them. As a communicator, I love to listen to people communicate. So I, I listen to TED Did you know that there's a site called ideas.ted? And if you put in certainty, front and center comes up seven ways to deal with uncertainty. So I want to give you those seven ways real quick. First one is don't resist. There is no certainty, don't resist, given. Second one, invest in yourself. There's 
where you're going to, that's the way to deal with uncertainty is invest in yourself. Now, some of these are not all bad, by the way. You're getting a, probably a sense that I'm not too excited about these seven ways, and that's fine. But there are some good stuff in this, so I want to be clear about that. I also want to, I got in touch with this through a lecture from Stephen Paulson, a D Dr. Stephen Paulson, a Lutheran theologian I like, so give him a nod on that. But so, um, then find healthy, number three, find healthy ways to comfort yourself. In other words, don't go to the comfort food that's not good for you. Do something that's comforting that's good for you, okay? That's, don't believe everything you think. As I dug down into that one, I think bottom line, be positive. That, I think that was it, that was it. Get rid of those negative thoughts. Pay attention. And then number six is quite telling. Stop looking for someone to rescue you. There's no help coming. We live in uncertain times and in an uncertain world, and there is no certainty. Stop looking for it. Stop trying to find a rescue and then find meaning in chaos. And what that one meant, the last one was, go do some good things for other people. Do some things that have meaning to you. Now, I, did, I didn't want to ask the author of this, what happens if people find meaning in doing bad things? I didn't want to go there. But anyway, you'll notice that in all of these, where you find certainty is in who? Yourself. I want to tell you, if you are looking for certainty in yourself, it's true. No one is coming. But other people look for certainty outside of themselves. That's better. But today, you talk to a teenager, and, and we remember, we have teenagers here. You know, where do you find certainty in what other people think of you? What do your peers have to say? And if you think you're going to find certainty there, no one is coming. It is a trap. It will never work. But adults do the same thing. We just dress it up and make it look nicer. If you think you're going to find certainty in your career or in money or in um, status or in your house or in your things and the, the clothes you have, if you think you're going to find certainty there, no one is coming. So let's get back to Jesus. Jesus said, I come to bear witness to what is certain, to the truth. And notice when Pilate asked that vexing, awesome question that we are all wrestling with every day. What is certain? What is truth? Jesus doesn't answer. Or does he? What happens after this? He takes beatings. He is beat up and wounded and hurt 
and still goes to the cross willingly. And on the third day, the tomb was empty. The whole event of Jesus' death and resurrection is an answer to Pilate's question, what is truth? And notice now that where truth comes from. It comes from outside. It comes from a word and a promise. You're, are you looking for something to bank on today that you can count on in the face of death, in the face of a pandemic that keeps dragging on, in the case of all the anxiety that gets whipped up every day as we listen to our favorite news program, as we listen to pretty much anything and everything whipping up anxiety getting you freaked out, uncertainty, uncertainty, we don't know, we live in uncertain times. In the midst of all of that, I am telling you something that is true and certain. It is Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection. And with that event comes to you a promise I love what Jesus said in John 10. You've heard me talk about it every, all the time. It's one of my favorite passages. No one that is in my hand will ever be snatched away. I've read that so many times to people who were about ready to die and struggling with uncertainty. And I've said, bank on this. Jesus died and was raised from the dead, and he promises you you are in his hands. Tell that to a teenager whose peers just rejected them for whatever reason, or they got a C instead of an A on their test. Tell that to someone who's lost their job or who's gotten a bad diagnosis. All of those things whip us up into uncertainty, and Jesus comes and he says, I came so that I can bear witness and give people something solid, something dependable, something true, the truth. And what does Jesus say ultimately? I am what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. You might say, oh, how do you know he was raised from the dead? Well, you look into it. And you ask yourself the question, what makes more sense? That it was invented? That it was a lie? That people, these ragtag disciples, fooled the Roman authorities and the Jewish authorities? I mean, you, you think about it. Yes, it's, a, it's an act of faith, but it's based in history. And, and when you say Christ is risen, you have something secure, solid, that you can bank on. Listen, wasn't there a show called Battle of Thrones? Game of Thrones, there you go, sorry. And what is that show about? I've never watched it. It's a battle for who's in control and who's in power. Isn't that human history? And when someone tells you, whether it's a professor, <laughs> a politician, or a philosopher, that there's nothing certain in life you can bet that they want to be what's certain in life. <laughs> there is a crisis of certainty. And for us, we have something to bank on. Yes, life is uncertain. Yes, there's brokenness. Yes, but we have something 
and someone who is certain. Bank on him, on this Christ the King Sunday. You will not be disappointed. Amen.